I do not understand this. I cannot make this better. Yes, I'm going to try to be grateful, but I may not. It still may not feel better. Like I still may not feel the peace immediately. But this knowing, like you talked about, this assurance that I'm held here anyway. If I cannot hold on, God is still going to hold on to me. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast. So this one time at VBS, somebody bet me that I couldn't drink a full two liter of Mountain Dew in one gulp. I lost the bet, but they did too because I threw up on their jean shorts. I now realize the intro of a podcast is a weird time to bring this up. So without further ado, here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Really Real Podcast. Anson, Kara, and Isaac back with you for another episode. The Really Real Podcast is a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. And here's what's on the docket for our conversation today. The world is lava. Kara is avoiding the lava pit of making decisions. Ooh. Or are you are you avoiding the pit of making would, decisions? Or are you avoiding the pit of not, not making decisions? I think that's the one I meant. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Although I would love to avoid the pit of actually making decisions. Oh no, we're entering a feedback loop. Yes. That, <laughs> keep yeah, going. Maybe avoiding some of both. Yes. We'll see. Yes. There you go. Amateur hour. I have amateur hour this week. This was a bit of an adventure for me. I have a couple of daughters and obviously uh, my wife as well. I have a one-year-old son, so I now have another man in my household. Nice. But, uh, yes. Until that point, I was a little bit outnumbered. And so for amateur hour this week, each of the women in my life gave me a task that I had to do related to beauty care. Ooh. I love this. That I was completely unfamiliar with and very out of my comfort zone on. I'm super oh, this excited. Is so I look forward to sharing that adventure with you coming up a little later <laughs> on the show. Isaac has time travel. We're going back to 2010, which I hear was quite a wild year for Isaac hot takes on social media. Yeah. yeah. I was looking back for this part of the show and I landed on 2010 and my expression through the whole time was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, 2010 Isaac was wild. (laughs) So we're going to go back and get to know 2010 Isaac a little bit better. And then our word of the week for this week is peace. Here's what I think kind of happened here. Okay, last episode we (laughs) did contempt. Yeah. uh And we probably almost killed Kara. That's true. And in order to bring her back from the ledge just a little bit, we decided to switch gears to a word that was much more palatable for her. Let's talk about peace. And that is the word peace. I like this. So we're post-election now. We got to bring it back down from contempt. It's true. We're going to go back to peace and hopefully have a very peaceful conversation about what peace is and Ah. what it means to each of us. So that's all coming up on the show today. (laughs) Let's talk about what everyone is drinking today. And I'll actually kick us off here because this is a little bit weird for me, guys. Mm. I have found myself drinking LaCroix lately. What? And if you've been following along (laughs) with the Really Real podcast for a while now, you have followed this journey of mine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where I have gone from mercilessly criticizing and (laughs) mean, frankly, mean. On basically any bubbly water yes. of any kind. Yes. To now all of a sudden, I'm having a few of these by choice. Yes. Oh my. I think I'm finally turning the corner a little bit. My I'm taste so buds happy. are. That's amazing. I found a couple of these that I actually kind of like. Okay, okay so what's what you got? The limoncello one yeah, is the yeah, one yeah. that I, I really have been enjoying. The hibiscus one is pretty good, mm-hmm. too, I think. Mm. Yes. So those are two of the ones where I'm, I'm kind of... Mm-hmm. 
very solid. Maybe. Yeah. What's your, do you have like an iffy one that you're just kind of like, no, no. I tried the plain lemon one the other day. Yeah, no. and I was like, I'm not sure why Man. this is a thing. <laughs> it's not great. No, the lemon and coconut sure ones are rough. Are they? But, okay. I'm, I'm curious about the coconut one. I've never had that. You one. have to have it ice cold. Like yeah. it has to well, be. That, that is my feeling cold. for all of these yeah. is stick it in the freezer. Yeah. Let yeah. it almost get frosty, frosty in there. Mm-hmm. And it does need to be very fresh. As soon as it starts to go a little flat, I'm done with it. Yeah. So yeah. That's I get fair. that. I still have very specific stipulations. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. But I'm, I'm getting there. This has been massive evolution. I'm getting there. That is a Good. big deal. Kara, yes. what are you drinking today? Well, I'm just going really, really boring. I'm drinking water because oh. <laughs> I feel, I know, I don't even feel like this Hydration. is a thing. I just feel so thirsty. And like my husband and I just went on a big road trip. So we ate all the bad things and drank uh, all the bad mm, things, sure. all the sugar. And I'm literally just like, I just need some water. Like, kind of coming back down from that. Yeah. Come back down to normal life for a little while here. Yeah. So I'm keeping it boring. I like that. Hydro homies. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, I've been drinking a lot of kava tea. Have you guys had oh, kava? No. You know about kava? What is this? Let's get weird here. So kava <laughs> is this South American root drink that's typically made and served at like parties and stuff. Okay. Mm. And it's kind of one of those things where it's thought to relax people and open you up to conversations. One of the only tea people that makes it is Yogi Tea. Yeah. And they make these little Kava tea packets. Mm -hmm. They are super relaxing. I don't know if it's pseudoscience, you know, whatever. Right. But I drink these things and I fall asleep in like 20 minutes directly after drinking it. Wow. But if I drink it during the day in kind of the window after I've had coffee, Uh. it's kind of this nice, like, (laughs) caffeine jolt spikes himself and just got to take something to kind of well it's like it's like the energy minus that crippling anxiety that coffee brings that's wonderful so it's coffee and then within like a 40-ish minute window Uh, i slam a kava tea you have perfected the formula i am at cruising altitude energy minus crippling anxiety yeah that is equals happy isaac the real deal kava tea is so good and i highly recommend all right right. yeah let's talk about what's on repeat this week as well my on repeat for this week is a new song that we recently added to Real FM by Sam Tenez and Built by Titan. It's called Run with the Giants. I run with the Giants! I've been a Built by Titan fan for years now. Yeah, me too. If you want to find some kind of niche EDM, but also some like orchestral stuff. Yes. Can I tell you a secret? Yes. Built by Titan recently released a Lullabies and Sleepy Time album with orchestra stuff. And it's amazing. (laughs) And I love it. And I put it on repeat when I need to like take a nap and disappear from the world. Yes. It's beautiful. It is really good. Highly recommend checking that out. Very different from most of his other stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, really good. So I've always been a Built by Titan fan. I haven't been as familiar with Sam Tenez, mm-hmm. but I've started listening to him a bit more as well because he's featured on a couple different songs that we've played on Real FM. And this is really a Sam Tenez song that is basically produced by Built by Titan. So mm-hmm. it has kind of that dance energy mixed with a pop song. Yeah. And the result is just really good. It's one of these modern pop songs that has the dance drop in the middle of it. Yeah. It's one of those like anthemic songs like mm-hmm. I'm doing really awesome and nobody yeah. can mess with me kind of songs. So <laughs> yep. when you need one of those to like ride to in the car and pick the energy levels back up a little bit. It's a really good song for that. So good. My on repeat this week is Quiet by Elevation Rhythm. I'll just be quiet. It's another new one in our fresh finds and kind of like I'm needing water right now. I feel like I need quiet. It's the opposite of everything that is happening right now. And I just need me some quiet. This is funny. I listened to this yesterday in the car and instead of going on to the next song, I actually 
turn the radio off. What? I was like, okay, yeah. well you need it. You should probably take it right now. Like you have yeah. a few minutes. So let's go for the quiet. I need more of it to listen, to calm down and to be able to hear God's voice instead of everything else. Cause it's so noisy right now. y'all. Love that. There was a <laughs> joke back in the day in like the late nineties, early two thousands with the worship song that came out in the secret, yes. in the secret, in the, in the quiet, quiet place. place, bands like Sonic Flood and stuff yes. that would do the song, but they do it really loud. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Very like, yeah. very energetic. <laughs> and it was kind of this weird, wait a second kind of thing. Yeah. So I really like that with the song that's called quiet, like I feel like they really nail the feeling the feel of, of quiet it. and they peace. Do. Matches yeah. it tonally. While also not just being completely drab it, and boring. Yeah, it's not like, boring. Yeah. They get just enough energy into yeah. it, mm-hmm. but also still very much kind of reflect the theme of the song. That's a good yeah. way to they, say they it. They do it really well. Yeah, I feel like. yeah, yeah, they do. Opposite to Kara's orbit on the quiet end, <laughs> um, I'm rocking with High Hopes by Panic at the hey. Disco. This been a longtime Panic at the Disco listener. You can flash back to 2006 emo Isaac listening to the, yeah. these guys on my iPod. I've been going a lot of bike rides lately to combat all of the craziness of news and social media. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one of the songs that's made my biking playlist. It's, that's it's awesome. The energy, the trumpets. I think most of my picks this <laughs> yeah. year have had some sort of brass section brass. in There's it. definitely a brass theme to your selections. Um, I yeah. like it though, yeah. I, yeah. I love this song so it's much. Song. It's so positive and just... Go out there and get it. You yeah. just need like a brass band following you yes. around on your bike. Very That'd much awesome. that time. Like, I, I, <laughs> logistically, I want to figure out how this works. Yeah. Can you play brass instruments while biking? Is yes. that dangerous? You're hired. <laughs> now, guys, it is time for a quick word for our sponsor. And um, I don't know if this is breaking any rules, but I am actually sponsoring the show this week. Oh. And I have a new business designed to prevent your Zoom holiday gatherings oh. from devolving into total chaos. Oh, that's Sounds good, actually. Yes. So this episode brought to you by one of my main artists on this business, Terrence the Distracting Tapir. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot going on (laughs) in the world right now. Too much for our dumb, dumb brains to keep track of all at once. That's why we believe we all need a distraction this holiday season. Mm -hmm. So if your social distance Zoom call on Thanksgiving starts to get political, you call Terrence and add Terrence to the call. Okay. Terrence is a tapir. Barely anyone knows what tapirs are. Yes. Exactly. Raising hands. This will be a fun experience for this <laughs> weird little pig bear elephant oh. to join your family's Zoom call. Oh, those do look weird. Yeah. Our rates wow. are competitive. <laughs> With what? <laughs> Terrence will join your Zoom call. Are there competing to peers? <laughs> Terrence will join your family Zoom call for just $5 a minute. Oh. And cool. can you really put a price on peace during the holidays? Well, well that's yeah. fair. And if you could, could it possibly beat $5 a minute? Probably not. <laughs> Terrence the tapir.biz.org.com. If you're in the car, pull Whoa. over and Google image a tapir right now. T-A-P-I-R. Uh-huh. Tell me you don't want that on your family <laughs> Zoom call. It's beautiful. Five dollars a minute. Let's go. Get ready. The world is lava. So hot right now. Now it is my turn to talk about the scary pit of lava that I avoided this week. And I was torn between two things, y'all. I was torn between not falling into the Grand Canyon. A pit of death, it's I guess literal, you could call like it. That was a very pit, literal yeah. pit that I did not fall into, and I'm very grateful. That is good. <laughs> I was a little nervous a few times there. So there was that one, but I thought, oh, that's too obvious. We got to go with the metaphorical yeah. pit here uh-huh. that I avoided this week. Not making a decision. I said that right, right? Yes. I had to. Yeah. Okay. If you didn't know, there's a pandemic, y'all. 
all decisions are a thousand times more complicated. Yeah. We got some invitations for Thanksgiving. We we're like, ah, I don't know what to do. We want to do the things and we want to be with the peoples. Right. So there were a couple of different group situation scenarios we were trying to figure out. My husband and I literally just went round and round and round. The thing is, we're both on the same side. Like we yeah. agree. Right. Yeah. But we can't figure out what to do. You disagree with yourself more than each yes, other. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the inner conflict was fierce. Mm, y'all. Sure. And there were people waiting on us for answers. And so we just went in circles and every 10 minutes would be like, OK, so what are we doing? (laughs) We don't know what we're doing. I I hate making decisions and yet we have to actually make a decision. Every once in a while you find yourself in a situation where not making a decision is also a decision. Exactly. And so it's not like you can just indefinitely postpone the decision making. So after (laughs) a week of this, we finally were like, okay, but for real, we actually have to make a decision. And we did. And I'm so proud of us. And Uh we came down. We're like, okay, here's our final call. We're going to do this, but not this. Then here's who we have to make. Okay. I feel good about that. And it felt like such a relief to finally actually make a decision because decisions have always been hard, but they've never been more hard than right now. I agree. Because nobody can tell you what to do. Yeah. Everybody has a different strong opinion. And it feels like everything is the wrong call. Yes. It's so hard. I feel like the other challenging thing with decision making with the pandemic is this whole inner conflict thing that really boils down to, I want to do this thing and I don't think I ought to do this. Yeah. Right. And that's a really hard place to be. Yeah. You're like, you, I desperately want to be able to do this thing and I don't know that it's a good idea. Yeah. Right. The desire is like just really pulling really you into strong. it. And yeah. then you have this little voice in the back of your head going like, maybe that's not maybe a great decision. decision. <laughs> and like, is that enough to hold you back from making it? Should it be? But then you add all yeah. the complexity of like every single situation has a slightly different mix of these two exactly. realities exactly. and trying to figure out then what the right choice to make. And every single person and family has a different yeah, different tolerances. Yeah, exactly. So So ultimately you have to make the decision for your family and stick to it because there's no other way to make the decision right now. And so as a people pleaser, this is like my worst. I am living my nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, I cannot make all the people happy. (laughs) Yeah. Anytime where you have to make a decision that is Mm -hmm. pretty much by definition going to disappoint someone. Exactly. Is probably something that it's miserable. Yeah. It's well, miserable. And but, even as someone who, yeah. you know, I wouldn't necessarily say like decision making. I have other struggles I'd put ahead of that one. Right. But mm. even for people like that. Yeah. This is a time where decision making has Ugh. jumped up near the top of the list, yeah. I think. So is it fair it's to really maybe hard. give yeah. everyone a pass that you can this year on like yeah. hard calls? There you go. Like it's it's a lot yeah. of grace. I think we do yeah. need a lot more of that because, yeah, it's it just when you're trying to make those decisions in the absence of good information <laughs> yeah. and concrete anything yeah Yeah. everything is weird everything is weird that's a good way to put (laughs) it everything is weird and i will say what's made it easier is that the people that i've had to reach out to like some very dear friends be like i'm just i'm sorry this is the decision we had to come to and it sucks and i hate it they were so gracious about it that is what makes it easier is when people are like you know what it's a weird time we totally understand so yes let's all give each other a pass and be nice to each other because that makes it a million times easier Mm. Amateur hour. A- amateur. Amateur hour. Yeah. Amateur hour. <laughs> 
All right, it's time now for Amateur Hour, and I'm calling this edition of Amateur Hour Girl Time. Yeah, Because I spent a little bit of time with the ladies in my life last night. <laughs> this is so sweet. So Kara and I did a story on the radio the other day about a dad who sews outfits for his daughter. Oh, yes. And I was like super impressed by yeah. this. A guy that is going out there and teaching himself how to sew skirts and dresses and all these things yeah. to bond with his daughter. The reason he gave is because he said, you know, my dad wasn't very present in my life. Yeah. And I don't want my daughter to feel that way. As we've discussed on this season of the podcast, diving into things that are outside of our comfort zone yeah. is really hard. Mm -hmm. But in certain cases, it's also really, really important. Yeah. And I feel like as a dad of girls, this is a thing where I feel super out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. super self-conscious for a variety of reasons. And yet figuring out how to bond with my daughters mm -hmm. in some of these yeah. areas is also a responsibility that I have as a dad. I went to my wife, Dree, my daughter, Avi, who is in third grade, and my daughter, Arwen, who is in kindergarten. And I said, all right, I want to learn how to do some of these things that I normally just kind of take a spectator kind of <laughs> role in. Mm -hmm. I want each of you to come up with one thing that I'm going to do with you or for you. Nice. And yes. you're going to like teach me how to do this thing. My daughter, Arwen, said, you're going to paint my fingernails. Awesome. We're going to do rainbow colors. Whoa. We're going to yes. stencil my thumbs. It's going to be awesome. Oh and you're going to do it. Oh my goodness. Hardcore. And then for Avi, the third grader, she said, we're going to do my hair. Oh. Nice. So we're going to skip past the ponytail stage, which like, because I don't even know how to put hair into a ponytail. Sure. Yeah, right? that's a thing. She was like, we're going to braid my hair. <gasps> Whoa. You're going to braid my hair. The braid. And then so good. my wife was a little more like, I don't know. I'm not sure uh. you need to be doing things with my <laughs> face or hair. <laughs> no touchy. But my daughters insisted. They're like, no, if you're doing it for us, you got to do it for mom too. Uh. And the thing that mom does that we don't do is she wears makeup. Makeup. So oh, man. You're going to do mom's makeup. Ah. Heck yeah. All by yourself. Oh my gosh. Oh, so, so good. These this are amazing. the three things that I attempted to do this last night. This is amazing. So we'll start with Arwen. <laughs> this was fingernail painting. We went to my bathroom and we sat down on the floor of the bathroom, locked ourselves in so that the <laughs> one-year-old boy couldn't come in yes. and disrupt the proceedings. That's yes. smart. Arwen, do you want to explain what we're about to do here? Mm-hmm. What we're doing is we're going to paint my nails with my colors. And they're rainbow colors, right? Uh-huh. Arwen got out. I think she got this for like a birthday party one year. She has like a Disney princess oh. fingernail polish collection. Oh my. It has like a different color for every different Dang. Disney princess. Oh my. And so she has like the whole rainbow of colors. Woo. And she was like, I want to do a rainbow across my fingers. Whoa. So we what? do like red on the thumb and orange on the pointer finger and then blue and green and you know, yeah. all the way. Yeah. Do you think when I do these, these are going to turn out pretty or not pretty? Pretty. So you think I'm going to do a good job? Yeah. We started with the thumbs, which were definitely easier. A kindergartner's pinky finger nail is very small. Oh, Mic yeah. Microscopic. Tiny. So trying yeah. to like just do that without getting it on the finger <laughs> is very difficult. Goodness. I'm not the most steady handed person <laughs> anyway. Oh, my god. So this was very challenging. Yeah. It's amazing. I will say I think it did better than I thought I might do. Yeah. I, I was able to mostly keep it on the nails. Good we job. only had to wipe off just a little bit. The thing that I wasn't sure of, it kind of was streaky. It was hard to get it even, like even. an even coat all the way across. Yeah. But then later when I was looking at it, it definitely looked a little better once it dried. Yes. Is that just normal or yeah, is like it's a pain. The first coat is always a oh, little the first bit. Coat. It, yeah, that's the problem. Is like you gotta you, do multiple coats. Usually you have to do at least oh, two because the first one is usually a little bit like a little thin. thin. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look quite right. And so usually I have to do at least 
two coats usually. Okay. See, wow. So we just did the one and it definitely did look a little thin yes. and streaky a little yes. bit. But as far as but actual coverage, like we, yeah. we got the nails covered. Nice. We didn't good. get it all over the place. Yes. That was pretty good. And then I thought like, okay, we're good. We painted the nails. That wasn't Yay. too bad. That was a success. And then she pulls out this sheet of like little stickers and she's like, these are stencils and we're going to stencil my, oh, my fingernails my now. Oh. And I was like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> so I talked her down to just doing the thumbs. Good, good. And so we put these little like stencil things on the thumbs. Oh my God. We're going to put these little sticky things with a little tab down and they have stuff so you can just color over it. And when you take it off, it has that pattern on. So it's like a stencil? Yeah. Okay. A little stencil for your nail. We did one thumb as a heart. Aww. And it, 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 you could tell it was a heart. <laughs> so it that's a win, I guess. Like it was a little yeah. bit of a blobby heart. That's, that's fine. It was amazing. a heart. The other one was like this really intricate, of course. thin oh, design thing. Uh, and we tried it and kind of pulled it off and it just... It got a little blobby. And, <laughs> yeah, didn't look great. That sounds um, very complicated, but to be fair. I asked Arwen at the end, all right, so how do these look? And she looked at them and she goes, Good. You did a great, great job. So they look pretty good? Yep. Do they look I as love, good? I love, love, love them. Do they look as good as when Mama does them? Nope. They look even better. Oh, even better. Okay, I'll take it. Oh, <laughs> oh that's amazing. Which... <gasps> Kudos to Arwen for sticking up for me. Oh. Sure. She's totally lying, yeah. but she stuck up for me. That which is precious. Was very sweet. I appreciated yeah. that oh, very, very much. Sweet. Gosh. I love it. Well, thanks. It's so beautiful. So task number two was the one that honestly I think I was maybe the most nervous about. Oh, man. And this was trying to braid Avi's hair. Uh-huh. That's it. Because yeah. I, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing oh, yeah. with hair yeah. at all. What am I going to learn how to do today, Avi? Well... It'd be easiest to start with, like, a ponytail, but how about we do a braid? Oh, we're going to just jump straight to a braid, huh? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're kind of easy. Kind of easy. All right, so you're going to teach me how to do a braid? A ponytail would be way easier, and that would be, like, for babies. Oh, okay. Like, I've tried to put in ponytails for my yeah. girls before, and oh, yeah. they end up just this loose mess oh, yeah. of yeah. badness. I couldn't do my own ponytail until I was, like, seven or something. It's yeah. complicated. Well, yeah. certainly I couldn't I do it I until know. I was, like, 35, <laughs> which yeah, I'm not I was not about to yet. say, Kara, so that's a skill that we don't have at this age, so that's, that's good. Fair. So that's fair. the first step was my daughter got one of her baby dolls mm-hmm. and showing me on the baby doll, this is how we oh braid hair. Gosh. Right? So yeah. she's, you divide it into three. Uh-huh. The pattern itself is not that hard. No. Right? Sure. You get the three strands and you're basically just taking the outsides to the middle over and over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. The problem is holding all three, three strands of hair mm-hmm. in my fingers mm-hmm. and yeah. not losing them or mixing them up or letting them get loose. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that it's... was much harder than <laughs> sure. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Much, much harder. Oh, yeah. Like, if there were two of them and I have two yeah, hands, that's one thing. But, like, the mm-hmm. one extra one and trying to hold two in yeah. one hand was way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So we start trying to do this and we decided up front, we're not going to do like one braid or like try to make the whole hair do French look braid, good. Yeah, we're just no. trying to like get some hair yeah. into a braid, a braid <laughs> that stays on your head. Yes. Sure, that's a win. That's right? awesome. So like I got some hair, I'm like trying to divide it into the three strands and like I was just having the hardest time getting started. <laughs> like I could not get it started yeah. in a way oh. like it was just loose and falling apart and I couldn't 
keep track of where I was and which was which. And so finally, after like 20 minutes of struggling with this and basically getting to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. I can't do this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dree came over and bailed me out just a little bit. She kind of got it started for me. So she got oh. the three strands and kind of got them divided yeah. a little more appropriately. Like, oh. and, and that made all the difference that of like getting it started and getting the, th- and she like handed the three strands to me. It yeah. was like, here you go. Now, now try. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of got it going. And I think we actually ended up with a braid in your hair, right? I mean, yeah. Actually, I like it. It's better than I thought it would have been. Really? Yeah. I thought it would actually just be clumps. I mean, it is actually a braid, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually have a picture of it that I can, <gasps> oh, that I can show you guys. Let's see here. So here is the braid that we ended up with. Hey, that is a respectable braid. That is a respectable braid. And it's looks definitely, good. yeah, it's definitely not perfect. You can see quite a few like kind of hey, flyaways yeah. and things in there. It totally it counts. But it's a braid. It's a, a braid. braid. Yeah. So I got into a little bit of a groove, got to the end, and then we had to tie it off. Yeah, like tie it off, which that was a little rough. It wasn't yeah. perfect, but we got it done. You got it and done. Say, I'm going to say that's a 10 out of 10 on that. So so thank yeah. you. Job. I, I was job. pretty proud of that. Yeah. So two for two. Yes. And now came the grand finale. Oh boy. Which my was the one, honestly, I was a little bit more excited about because yeah. I felt like even if I fail this one, it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dree was a very good sport. No kidding. And she brought out her makeup and she said, all right, here you go. And now is the final step, which is to do my wife's makeup. <laughs> and I got to admit, this might be the one that I'm most excited about. <laughs> That's the truest thing you've ever said. She gave me this little card that came with the makeup that kind of was like, here's the normal like five steps for Uh how you do makeup. So the first part was foundation. Yep. And I realized pretty quickly that the thing is talking about powder foundation. Dree uses liquid Liquid. foundation. Oh. And I was like, this seems bad for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like powder would be easier to like just kind of brush it on there. It made this even more difficult as I realized, okay, Dree has two liquid foundation oh, no. and she uses both of them what? and mixes them together Oh my! because she has one that's like slightly too dark for her skin tone and one that's slightly too light oh snap I had no idea this was a thing <laughs> yeah. this is amazing is. anyway so take the dropper you put a few drops <laughs> on the sponge of each one oh my god and then you dab 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 that is alchemy that's not so real. much dabbing and I was like is oh, this just, no gonna, just gonna look like a leopard because like she's <laughs> nah. gonna like be spot but it, it did it kind blends. of end up blending together wow so step two is blush and so I'm like reading the little card and it's like pucker your lips and and then like you apply the blush to the <laughs> eye ends of like the cheekbones yes. from yes. kind of like the middle like and, and like sweep it back towards yes. the ear. sweep it. Yes. Yeah. Avi was helping me a little bit with this. Oh, okay. She yeah. was like, it's kind of like a Nike swoosh. Blush goes on your cheeks. Keep lips, <laughs> keep lips puckered and applied directly to cheekbones. Oh, front to back. Yeah. That makes sense actually. Oh, so you kind of do like okay. a little That's like so yeah. down and then back so kind of thing. Cute. So the blush was relatively easy. That yeah. was that one wasn't too hard. And then we got to the eyes. Oh, the eyes. And oh. this was the part oh. where I was like, this is, this no. is probably going to get sketchy. This is scary. So <laughs> I'm looking at the, the thing and it's talking about how you do kind of a base layer first, mm-hmm. uh-huh. maybe with like a lighter color. Uh-huh. And then you go a little darker on the actual like crease. Corners in the crease. The cor- yeah. Yep. Oh, I shattered part. All right. Uh, you have to make sure you get. Is that this here? Uh, yeah. There's like the purplish 
category and then there was like a green category oh, yeah. and like a sure. blue uh-huh. and i was like i feel like the green and the blue have the most potential for going clown yeah. So, yeah so yeah. i felt like something more like purple reddish seems a little more natural and smart maybe isn't gonna get in me as much right. trouble <laughs> right so nice we went with the purple so then we do like this is the creasy one uh-huh. it's the blender the blender I think it actually turned out pretty well. Step four, though, is the eyeliner and mascara. Oh, that's oh boy. brutal. And if on there was a part else. that we struggled with, so I have like the little <laughs> eyeliner marker pen thing. I don't know. It's yeah. like a mechanical pencil kind of that like. Yeah, comes there's out all of different it. kinds. Okay. But yeah, that's yeah. what I was using. Yeah. Yeah. And really don't want to poke my wife in the eye with this. <laughs> yeah. So that was like yeah. goal number one. Sure. I don't think she does like the whole eye. I think no. you mostly do kind of the outside mm-hmm. part. Oh, yeah. It's tough. And it wasn't working very well. I don't know if it was kind of dry or what. Like, it wasn't smooth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I did the one eye and like it was feeling like I was like really trying to like get it on there. It was yeah. having a hard time. And then I like kind of moved it out a little bit more for the other eye Mm -hmm. and I did the first bit on the other eye and all of a sudden it was like applying really heavily and so it's just like goth eye like on the other eye (laughs) so I I got the eyeliner on and I'm like kind of taking a step back and evaluating this I'm like This is not good. (laughs) So I grabbed this like little angled sponge brush Uh kind of thing uh and kind of like tried to blend like so that it wasn't quite as harsh of a line. Uh And I think that actually did help. So it wasn't quite as dramatic. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The mascara, that was oh, that's kind disastrous. of a disaster. Yeah. Drew did help me a little bit. She was like, okay, what you do when you're doing it for someone else is you kind of hold it up there and then I'll just blink oh, right. to kind of try to get it on. Okay. And that's Cause like, good. Because trying to get it on someone else's eyelash without jabbing it in their no, eye. it's like yeah. impossible. Very difficult. Yeah. And then the lip part, oh, lip gloss was the end. Lips, sure. Yeah. I did gloss, not, I didn't go like super good. harsh like lipstick yeah. or something. That's good. But I think that I, I managed to stay on the lips. That's good. I'm, I'm impressed. The good, good thing with makeup too is like most of it, if you do it right away, comes off if you yes. if you need to if you make a mistake it's mm-hmm. not that hard to fix it that's true so <laughs> i make there is a picture that we're about to be anyway, this was this is the, the final result this is not bad all right mama we have makeup to your face <laughs> and you're getting a look at it how does it how does it look i mean honestly it looks pretty good yeah yeah okay i mean there's a few smudges but that happens sometimes I think it looks like Mama did her own makeup. It looks so good. Wow, okay. I mean, I saw that you did a few accidents, but even if I didn't and I just looked at it, I would think everything looked beautiful. Aww. Except maybe the eyes need a <laughs> Except maybe the eyes. You can kind of tell that like one eye is a little bit. Uh, no, this looks good. <laughs> it's not crazy, um, though. It's not clown makeup. Dree, it's yeah, not a Dree went clown. to the bathroom and looked in the mirror afterwards and was like, this is not bad. Way to go. Yeah. I was like, would you go out in public with this? And she was like, might touch up this, this eye right, just, just a tiny a bit. bit. Experience wise. Like so what age of girl do you think you're at? Now? <laughs> like what development process? Well, if are Kara you? knew how to do all of this at seven. No, no, yeah. no. I'm like I didn't say I knew how to do all of this at seven. Yeah. Like, so full kit. I would put you at like 12. There you yeah, go. Okay. There you 13. go. I, I would say if my girls asked me to do their fingernail polish, uh-huh. I feel like I can do that. The makeup thing, I have a feeling my wife is not going to call on me to do her makeup. Very rarely are you going to have to use this skill. <laughs> and I feel like even my daughters are probably going to mostly want to do this themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So probably not a skill I'm going to have to use. Mm-hmm. But the hair, I think, is the part that I need to work on the most. Yeah. yeah. And with having two daughters, I think it's the part that could actually be the most useful. Absolutely. Yeah, as well. Because a lot 
lot of that is a lot harder to do yourself. Oh yeah. Especially when you're a kid. Yeah, for mm. sure. But it's also the one that I feel like I have the most work to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard. I don't know. That one was definitely the most like frustrating. I might go back to like ponytail 101. There you go. Before sure. I move start on to there. like 102 and 103. That's a good place to start. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try that. You know, the YouTube dads with like the vacuum cleaner yeah. tubes, like you know, you the go. ponytails. Yeah. Yeah. You so. can work on braiding my mullet. Like you can there get you free go. practice. <laughs> do that. Perfect. Time for a quick ad read on my business of helping you survive the holidays with your family, whether it's a Thanksgiving over Zoom or Christmas over Zoom. Maybe Terrence, the distracting tapir, didn't quite get the job done. <laughs> you, need rein- you need reinforcements. Maybe you're getting outnumbered on arguments happening on your family Zoom uh, call. Uh, That's where Andre, the argumentative aardvark, comes in. <laughs> Ooh, Andre. This sounds like a little bit of a different approach from yeah. the distracting to peer. Wildly different. <laughs> Andre has very little interest in political or human affairs. That makes him a sort of argumentative mercenary. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'll join your side and back you up no matter how ridiculous your Ooh. point might actually be. Oh, this nice. could come in handy. Andre is a quiet soul as he doesn't speak English. <laughs> Oh, wait but a second. We have trained him only to react to the person who's paying him to be on their side. Ah. Oh, nice. Andre is the ultimate win card for all arguments. <laughs> Simply ask your opponent, well, I don't see any aardvark siding with you. <laughs> In fact, on this Zoom call, it looks like 100% of the African medium-sized burrowing nocturnal mammals agree with me. Ah. Ah, that's a strong argument How right there. How can you argue with that? That's We're hard, keeping the yeah. same website, terrencethetapir.biz.org.com. <laughs> As kind of our home base for all of these Zoom call okay. features. Is Andre just kind of like an add-on? Yeah, Andre, Andre's the deluxe, they're still arguing package. If you're seeing that Terrence isn't quite fulfilling the job, yeah. click over. Andre is just an extra $2 a minute, bringing you up to $7 okay. a minute. Okay. Okay. You Seems can keep both of them on the value. call. Yeah. All right. It's time for time travel. Time. I have journeyed to the year 2010. It is the month of October. I don't know what was in the water at that time, but I just fired off some Facebook statuses that I don't know if it's reassuring that I've always been some version of this or if it's if it's a bad, horrible, distressing lack of development. Um, But here we go. We're going to fire off with one. (laughs) Okay. so this is from October 21st, 2010. Step one, place bulletproof glove on hand. Step two, place hand on barrel of gun. Ah! Step three, fire gun. Step four, you have now achieved flight. The idea is that a bullet will carry your hands and you're holding on to the bullet and you're going up into the sky. What? Step five that we're working on is learn how to land. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'm not yeah. bewildered. And you honestly, I am you too. You don't attempt these, by the way. Okay, wait, you're holding on to the... Okay, I guess so you're going to fire idea, the gun, the bullet into your hand. I wish I could see what time I had posted this And it's going to like fling you up into the air. Yes. Okay. Is this real life you're no. speaking of? Oh, no, I, I, no, what no is, this what, is just... Where did this, this is just purely hypothetical. <laughs> Some okay. sort of hypothetical dream you were having. Yes. Of like, yes. Okay. 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 But wait, is... the part that you were concerned about was figuring out how to land. Yes. Ah, yeah. Not uh, the actual like, okay. firing a bullet through your hand. No, or, yeah. Excuse me. Into your hand. Yeah. Into the bulletproof. The idea being that like <laughs> the bulletproof glove. The, the bulletproof bullet glove. Point blank range. Yeah. Right. It's just going to propel you forward. Just to hold on to. Yes. It. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. This was from October 30th. <laughs> I think you've progressed a little bit. Let's give you um, a little yeah. credit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is October 30th. By the way, take none of these seriously. Please. Okay. Well, it's election time again oh where everyone shoots out hateful campaigns and over 60 percent of the voters will spend their time trying to figure out which candidate is least likely to be the antichrist (laughs) 
it's still kind of I mean, fair. That, yeah, that one's not far off. Relevant to 2020, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> This was November 2010. I guess I was in a manic self-improvement phase. Um, <laughs> starting piano lessons today and hopefully starting Krav Maga soon. What? I did neither of these. I was like, like, what? This never happened. You didn't ever actually <laughs> No, neither of this ever happened. And I'm looking you back. You apparently thought you were very close to it. If yeah. You said you were starting it today. Yeah. And looking back, this happened 10 years ago. Yeah. So... Had I actually followed through with either or both of these you things. You could be a real pianist by now. I yeah. could be a pianist and Krav- someone who can break all your fingers. I don't know. Wow. Krav Maga was that. Did you have like a person lined up to give you piano lessons? Like, did you have some sort of vague semblance of a plan or did you literally just lie? Looking back, because again, this was a decade ago, I did inquire about booking piano uh, lessons. Okay. okay. At least inquired. I, was, I, I, I made a phone call. That's not. That's apparently the entire like gratification was I made a phone call. Right. And about so now inquiring. You can post about this on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. We've all done that. That's yes. true. Yeah. And we're going to land the plane here with this is also November of 2010. Win all arguments by shouting, we're taking this to the cage, which I actually do appreciate. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds like a 2020 tweetable, yes. Isaac. Yeah, yes, I yeah. Think. Very much like the so. Rest of the, I, I do feel like you got to give yourself a little bit of credit. Yeah, yeah. I do think Keep there's grown. been some maturation yes. over the last 10 years. <laughs> yes. I don't think you're probably as likely to just tweet or post that you have done a thing that you haven't actually this done is true. anymore. Yeah, this I is think true. you've made some progress in that area. It's true. The hypothetical invention about <laughs> flight, like a gun. Like, flight via bullet. Yeah. You would probably still come up with ideas like that, but yeah. I feel like they would be a little more creative. Yes. I'm into your, trebuchets lately. Okay. Like yeah. flinging so, objects. Yeah. So you've yes. gotten bigger. Maybe. Yes. Okay. We've scaled okay. it up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. But on the, uh, on the election <laughs> thing, that still feels pretty relevant. And then on this last one here. Yeah. Um, um, feels I, don't about, know. I feel like that's pretty like trademark Isaac. Like, so they're, they're still I like taking the, it to the cage. The is essence probably. of Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Taking it to the cage there. that has carried through. Traveled through. <laughs> Certain things never leave us. You know, no, they don't. Um, <laughs> they definitely do not. <laughs> Your willingness to challenge yeah. someone to a cage match over a disagreement is maybe yeah. something that has never left that you. Oh, it has right. not. Absolutely. <laughs> Without much further ado, I give you the word of the week. All right, guys, this is going to sound off topic, but humor me just for a moment. Yes. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish. Oh, boy. Ooh. Off the top of your head, if you just had to choose one. Sweet <laughs> potato casserole. Okay. I was actually going to say the same thing, but really? not just any sweet potato casserole. The version with like pecans and brown sugar and uh, like all of that goodness on it. Yeah. Not the marshmallows. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm creamed corn yeah, fan club that's a good over one. here. But I, I was thinking about this because I've been thinking about electoral maps and all of these things with yeah. the election. <laughs> and then there was this map that came out that showed like every state's favorite uh, Thanksgiving side dish. Yeah. Arkansas sauce, by the way, was white gravy, which is, which is kind of interesting. That's a little weird. Uh, I'm okay with it because I would put gravy on everything. <laughs> sure. So I'm fine with yeah. that. Yummy. Looking at the map, yeah. there was uh, mashed potatoes core over on like the West Coast and yeah. up in the Northwest. You had the uh, mac and cheese gang down yeah. in the uh, Southeast, that's, like Georgia, the, South Carolina, Mac North and Carolina. cheese block. That's if you will. interesting yeah. to me because we the, never did mac and cheese as a side. I think coalition. that's really like a Southern that's so staple yeah. for okay, sure. That's yeah. The only one that I was like really just upset by was... <laughs> Maine. Yes. They said their favorite okay. Thanksgiving side dish was salad. I'll get out. Which is gross. Just like what? What are you? Who doing? are you? Anyway, 
our theme for our word of the week is that it's like a perspective potluck. Oh, and so I was trying to figure out sure. what is our perspective potluck look like today? So like we're going to go with it's a perspective potluck, but with words and ideas instead of sweet, sweet potato, potato casserole, casserole, which like is that. sad because it's really good. <laughs> now I'm on thinking about but the sweet potato casserole <laughs> is coming soon. It's coming. It we'll get to coming. that. But first, we're going to have a perspective potluck on our word of the week this week, which is peace. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, last <laughs> week we talked about contempt, yes. which you could kind of say maybe is a little bit of the opposite side of it the kind scale. Of, it mm-hmm. kind of is. And now we're swinging back to the happier, rosier Yay. side, so which they, is the Kara word. Kara doesn't have a stroke. Peace. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we're going to bring Kara we back. We can't do two sad, angry, <laughs> angsty words in a row. Yes. Otherwise, we might lose Kara. So we've we yeah. got we to at least swing it back and forth. <laughs> Balance out the force, if you will. Yes. yes. And so that's why we're talking about peace awesome. today. Speaking of you, Kara, yeah. you've thrown out the word peacemaker a lot I on have. the podcast. I think that's a defining characteristic yes. of yours. And, and let's be honest, even for those of us like myself who occasionally enjoy getting a little bit of a, a good discussion, some as good we would call it, with verbal people. fisticuffs. Yeah, some, I'm some, rolling my eyes some right good, now. Some good fun, good, good discussion, verbal joust uh, with other people. Yeah. Even for people like me, there is an element of peacekeeping and peacefulness, though, yeah, for that sure. is really, really attractive. What I enjoy most is a good, lively discussion yeah. that doesn't cross a certain line, yes. right? There's still an element of peace to that. Mm. And, and in fact, I would even argue in some cases, having conflict or having a discussion or argument <laughs> about something can be done in a peaceful way. Agreed. And that is when I find those discussions most gratifying yeah. is when we're able to balance difficult things where we may not agree. So there may not be peace in that sense, mm-hmm. but where we can do that disagreement peacefully. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone yeah. can appreciate the peaceful way yeah. of doing those things. Yeah. Like so that. let's first talk about defining our terms. Mm-hmm. If you were to define peace, what would that look like to you guys? And I asked this question knowing, even compared to maybe some of the other words that we've done so mm. far this season, mm. I feel like peace may be, and we'll see if you guys agree, one of the harder words to oh, nail is. down and define. Do yeah. you agree with that or do yeah. you feel like, no, I, f- I feel like I have a pretty good handle of what peace looks like to me. No, I agree. Now that you asked me, <laughs> I had written down other thoughts, but I hadn't for some reason yeah. written down like a definition. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind for me is like calm, but yeah. that seems a little bit, I feel like, I feel like my initial impressions of peace are maybe a little superficial, like mm. calm and the lack of Conflict, (laughs) which isn't necessarily the true definition of peace. Maybe like a settledness Mm, or contentment Mm -hmm. is another way of putting it for me. I'd say assurance Okay. in in that like I have to separate peace from like a physical and emotional because there can be a physical peace of no conflict or immediate threats. Yes. But you can be in the most peaceful setting physically, but still have internal conflict and still be dealing with that. Right. And I think assurance Mm. to me means Mm. you have this lasting peace. Something else is working to your benefit. It's beyond just the circumstantial. Yeah. 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 So I think assurance. Yeah. See, when I think circumstantially and the word peace, I kind of feel like there's two potential angles you could take to it. Either the active angle Mm -hmm. or more passive. So active in the sense that I am feeling calm. I am feeling peaceful. Mm -hmm. Whereas the passive sense would be peace is the absence of something. So like peace is the absence of. Instead of the presence of a feeling. Right. 
that's a good way to say it. In an active sense, peace is the presence of calm gotcha. and yeah. happiness and zen. Yeah. Whereas in the passive sense, it's the lack of conflict. It's yeah. the lack yeah. of people arguing, of stress, of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I hmm. think, though, you have to be a little careful with either way of defining peace if you just go with one of those or the other. Mm-hmm. Because as I think you guys are already hinting at, I think it's very possible to have one of those yeah. yep. without having the other, right? Yeah, I definitely think so. And as you alluded to earlier about conflict, I'm a type nine. Peace is the thing that typically type nines are always trying to get to. It's kind of like our highest ideal. I just want everything to be calm and chill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is like my goal is to get to that place internally and also in my relationships. But I've learned over time and and through lots of counseling and friendships and marriage that the absence of conflict does not always mean Mm. the presence of peace. And sometimes conflict leads to the best kind of actual Mm. peace in a relationship or even internally, sometimes going through the hard with your counselor or yourself and your journal and and God is what leads to the peaceful internal place. And that can happen through the hard things. And I think that requires a ton of work to separate out. Am I just burying or is it peaceful right now? (laughs) Right. Is this real peace or is this maybe fake peace? Right. If you're just kind of standing there going like, I'm peaceful, I'm peaceful, I'm peaceful, I'm peaceful, I'm peaceful. Denying your lack of peace isn't peace. You can hyperventilate your way through a breathing exercise <laughs> yeah, all you want. But yeah, you yeah can. there's still something at work there. <laughs> right. Or I think about mm. it like if you think about a painting, mm. what would define a peaceful painting to you? Mm. I was reading someone, I'm sorry, I can't remember or recall who wrote this, a man looking at a couple of paintings with his daughter in a museum. And there's two paintings. There's one that shows this beautiful like waterfall on this tropical island and the sun is shining and the birds mm. are in the sky and sandy beaches. And then there's another painting next to it that shows the same kind of image, but it's very stormy and there's lightning in the sky and it's pouring rain. Right. And the man says to the child, which one of these paintings looks like peace to you? Hmm. And kind of the obvious answer is, well, the calm, happy beach landscape one is the peaceful one. right? Right. And then the man points out, well, if you look closer at this stormy picture, you see over here in this tree here in the foreground, there's a nest. And it's a bird's nest. And you have a mother bird with the baby birds Mm -hmm. covering the birds with Mm. her wing, like in this nest, protecting them from the storm. And Mm. to me, that's what peace looks like. And and I think that gets at the heart of what we're talking about here of like, yes, sometimes we think of peace as all is calm. All is bright. Right. In in this external sense, like the circumstances Mm. around me are settled. Yep. Whereas in the second picture, it's more like, no, regardless Mm. of the circumstances, Mm -hmm. I have this assurance basically that Mm. Isaac, you were just talking about. Yes, the storm is raging around me, but a hug from my mom or like sitting close to someone that I love, Mm. there's peace in that. Mm. Even if there's other stuff raging around me. I really liked that as kind of just a mental image of this difference between circumstantial external peace and this internal assurance kind of peace that I think is this deeper peace that we all aspire to. Mm -hmm. And yet sometimes I think we mistake the external shallow peace for that deeper peace. And sometimes we're willing to make trade-offs 
Oh, yeah. To obtain any semblance of peace. Yeah. Even if it's the shallow version. Right. right? So we're kind of like, well, I can sense there's not peace here right now. And so if I just go along with whatever that person is saying or Uh I just agree, don't stir up anything or don't make the waters choppy, that will give me the peace that I want. Right. What you were just saying, Kara, is so true, though, that sometimes that's kind of a shallower version of peace. It is. That the waters appear calm on the surface, but you dive underneath and there's still a lot of stuff churning about in there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And eventually it is going to rise to the surface. Right. It's like you're seeking or clinging to this desperate desire for peace, but your willingness to sacrifice your own peace in order to create some sort of false peace with others Mm -hmm. creates this like storm inside of you that then eventually will come out. Like it's not going to stay that way forever. Do you think in some ways there's almost this inversely proportional relationship where like the more that you are desperate for peace, the more internal (laughs) unsettledness and angst actually ends up being stirred up. Like for sure. Do you think it's possible Uh, that the people who are most likely to be desperate for peace are the same people that are most likely to have anxiety, internal anxiety and lack of of peace? Yes, totally. I can totally see that. Because, yeah, you're constantly trying to get it. (laughs) It's like you're spinning your wheels to try to get it. And and the more you spin, the less you have it. You're saying spin your wheels and that's nailing it both internally and in my relationships with others. When I've been driving the conversation or the moment towards peace by myself, Mm -hmm. the most I think I can ever achieve is let's call it like a ceasefire. Yeah. Where it's like a yeah. pause on aggression or it's a pause on the bad. Mm. Knowing that if you've ever experienced or seen ceasefires in yeah. movies or something, it's not over. It's like, not like, okay, we're good. A war is formally yeah, over. Well, like yeah. Ceasefires about, are like... Think about like yeah. the Cold War. Right. Right. Yeah. Like right. there wasn't active fighting. There was peace in the sense that yeah. you didn't have right. people shooting each there other. Bombs right. Which falling. is something mm-hmm. worth pointing out. There is a difference between people right. actively dying and not. Right. And yet tensions right. were very high they <laughs> right. say like that very you know high. like tensions yes. are running very high like, right yeah and, and that's the lack of peace that exists in that right. environment sure we're not dropping bombs on each other right but that doesn't mean there's no tension yeah in fact maybe the tension is higher than it's ever been and right. sometimes in my exhausted quest for peace what i'll do is i'll set up tiny ceasefires with everyone mm. and then just sort of like take that and be like okay we're gonna that's, win that's all i'll get let's just leave it. Yeah, you stop because you're like, this is as good as it gets, right? right? Like, right. because to go any further requires me to go to a place where it feels like there's not going to be peace. Right. right. So right, I don't right, want right, to go right. there. I, kind of like a, if I'm going to get to a deeper piece, I'm going to have to tear some of the yeah, shallow piece yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, that's and that uncomfortable. feels like a step back. You look, you look at that as regression. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for it sure. It feels like the opposite of what you're trying to get to. But actually, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and you've already set yourself up for failure by taking it on by yourself, I think. Yes, absolutely. And, and that was one of the big things of prepping for this episode. I was like, well, You know, I feel pretty peaceful, but then I looked at some of the more strained relationships I've had Mm. with people and I'm like, that didn't end peacefully. We just quit talking. Ah, (laughs) I know, right? That's not the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. there's a difference there between that. And (sighs) the common element there is that, well, uh, this was me trying to handle all of this when it wasn't my job to take that alone anyway. I resonate with that deeply, both with other people, but also within my own internal vortex of whatever (laughs) you want to call it. (laughs) It feels like a vortex sometimes. I remember 
I remember because it happened like, you know, yesterday. It's been <laughs> <Heck> yeah. <laughs> long time ago. I I just have this internal drive to fix it. Like I'm driving towards peace, like you're saying, Anson, and I, I want to fix it. So it's like I have my fist clenched and I'm like, I'm gonna get to peace. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's how it feels. And right. I'm like gonna do whatever it takes and I'm gonna read all the books and I'm gonna do all the things and I'm gonna do it right and I'm gonna find peace. And yeah. like that's how it feels when you're trying to do it on your own and it's such a paradox that you yeah. either have to walk into the discomfort that feels like not peace but also you have to walk into okay I can't make this happen mm-hmm. I can't grip my teeth and get to peace that's that's why the spinning yeah. wheels metaphor is so yeah. apt is because if you think about you're actually in a car and you're trying to get somewhere as fast as you can get yes. there for sure. like once the wheels start spinning the only way to get them to stop when you're driving like a race car or something uh-huh. is to let up off the accelerator yeah, yeah. Like you literally have to pull your foot back off of the pedal uh-huh. until the wheels catch and yes. then you can begin to accelerate. So yeah. it does require a little bit of this regression. If I just continue to mash the throttle, the wheels are going to continue to spin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to spend way more energy mm-hmm. to only make it a little ways. Whereas if I would just let off a little bit yep. and be willing to take what seems like a step backwards for a, a few moments, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I get a little bit of traction and off yeah. I go. Yeah. And that's really hard to do when it feels like a a step backwards. And yeah, I think we have most of us this recognition that that is what needs to happen. Yeah. And yet actually getting us to that point of being willing to take that step is a whole lot harder. How do you guys think that we get there? Like how, Mm. how do we teach ourselves or maybe it's not teaching ourselves? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) What do we do to help ourselves, I guess, internalize this truth Mm. that jamming on the accelerator even harder isn't necessarily the way to get there. So getting ready for this podcast, I was reading Philippians four, which is kind of my go-to place in this little book I know called the Bible. (laughs) Uh, Philippians four, verse four says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. He says it twice there. Uh, Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving topical, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which Mm. surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts. What Mm. I like about that is peace surpassing all understanding is just the most appropriate word for Mm. what I think we should seek from God. I don't think any of us in this room has it. I don't think we will until Jesus comes back, Mm. but I think it's a goal to aim for because peace that surpasses understanding is that peace where it's, I can be at peace even though this person I have a struggle with is not at peace, right? Mm. Or I can make peace with this situation. That doesn't come from my efforts. That's Mm. from this outside knowledge that God is in control and I can be thankful in this moment, which mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. it's so counterintuitive yeah. to my natural desire to just handle stuff. Like you're yeah. saying, like, oh, just, yeah. just want to get us to peace. <laughs> well, I, I think the really interesting thing is there is, as you pointed out, rejoice is mentioned a couple times uh-huh. in that yeah. passage. Thanksgiving is a word that comes out in that passage. Yeah. That's really interesting. This connection between gratitude and mm-hmm. thankfulness yeah. and rejoicing and peace. Sometimes we think, okay, the way to peace is peacemaking. Right. Yeah. So if I want peace, I have to make sure everyone's getting along. I have and to like, make it. I have to create it yeah. out of nothing. Right. Yeah. And that's when we end up in this kind of like spinning our wheels scenario. Yes. But what do we think about the possibility of gratitude and mm. rejoicing as yeah. a pathway to peace? Because yeah. I feel like in some ways this 
environment or attitude that you guys are describing of this gritting your teeth and <laughs> yeah. oh, I gotta make peace. Yeah. Like it's kind of the opposite of rejoicing. Yes. It, it's kind of like despairing. Like yeah. I'm despairing over the fact that I don't have peace. Right. right. And so I've got to read books and talk to people and get counseling and like do all these things to try to manufacture it yeah. out of my despair. Right. As opposed to saying, what if I took a deep breath and looked around me and appreciated, yes, the storm is raging, the lightning is crashing, all of these things are happening, but I do have this. Yeah. And I do have that. I do have someone that I love. I do have people that care about me. I do have a God that loves me. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And if I can rejoice and be grateful for those things, maybe that's where the peace comes from as opposed Mm -hmm. to this like despairing for something that I don't have. Right. Does that make sense? It does. I do also think though, I'm just thinking back to times in my life where I've been spinning the wheels (laughs) and particularly stuck in a place of depression where I could hear everything that you just said about rejoicing. Like this is how you can, you know, and I felt completely unable to do that. I think in those places, what I needed to do to get to peace was to, to ask for help. Number one, right. From friends and say, look, I can't do this on my own right now. Like I can't manufacture this. I can't even hardly be thankful. I can hardly open my Bible some days yet. I feel this inner drive to fix this and figure it out. And I needed someone to literally sit with me and be like, it's okay. You don't have to figure this out. You can go take a nap. You can take a step back, take your foot off the gas pedal there's this element of trust that you are held in this place anyway. Yeah. And that's to me where the peace in those kind of stormy places comes from the like, I do not understand this. I cannot make this better. Yes, I'm going to try to be grateful, but I may not. It still may not feel better. Yeah. Like I still may not feel the peace immediately. But this knowing like you talked about yeah. this assurance that. I'm held here anyway. If I cannot hold on, God is still going to hold on to me. That's where the gratitude comes in. Yeah. Right? Yes, it's, that's it's, the point. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily this, okay, I'm going to just manufacture things to be grateful for when it yeah. seems like there isn't anything yeah, to be grateful yeah, yeah. for. Because how do you do how that? How do you do that? Right? Yeah. But yeah. when a friend comes in and sits with you yes. and says, it's okay. Yeah, yeah like, that's the thing. When we look at scripture through individualism, mm-hmm. it can be easy to read what Paul is saying here and look at it like, hey, you're sad, start singing. That wasn't no. meant for an American audience of like, handle it yourself. Yeah. Like this is written to people in a community setting where it's implied that we're all supposed to be there for one another as the body of Christ. Mm. Yes, we're supposed to rejoice in the Lord always. But I think part of that is when we don't have the strength to do that, yep. we trust that we have people there with us to help mm-hmm. that process. Mm-hmm. Because I get it. It's isolating to think well, I don't have the strength to, to rejoice right now. Right, right. Something's right. wrong. I think it's also worth noting that yeah. it can sometimes be thought that in order to achieve peace with ourselves, we have to have relationships with everyone, regardless mm. of how we might have been treated by them. Mm. And I think there's this problem and this little tug of war here with how can mm. peace be achieved while healthily setting boundaries? I don't have the answer for that. Sorry <laughs> to get you excited. Spoiler alert. If you're going, oh, Isaac fixed this. Ugh. I haven't, but I can commiserate that that's a very hard struggle when especially Mm. people in your family guys were coming up on like the holiday season yeah there might be people you're not excited about seeing there Mm -hmm. might be some Mm -hmm. of that 
sort of Cold War ceasefire action there that I talked yeah. about. Yeah. I have that with people in my life. And it's an ongoing battle to sort of figure out what peace can look like. Mm-hmm. I want to say that if you've been mistreated by somebody, you can make peace with that and say like, okay, I have forgiven them not by myself, but through Jesus because Jesus has forgiven mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is a healthy boundary to be set with people as well. I totally agree with that. I mean, there's a verse in the Bible that says, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men, mm-hmm. acknowledging that you can't control how someone else feels right, about right. you. And so I think that's an important one to not beat yourself up. If there's a situation yeah. where you're like, well, I've tried and yeah. it doesn't work. Well, that's not your problem. Right. If you, as far as it depends on you have made an effort to be at peace, yeah. then it's okay. Yeah. And I think there's just a balance there of trying to make sure that you have done yes. everything that you can do. Yeah. Right. Like I can think of examples in my life where I have, and I've had to come to terms. I've had to be mm-hmm. at peace with yeah. the True. results of that. And then I can also think of situations where I think I've probably told myself, yeah. well, I've tried everything right? and, uh, you have. <laughs> and I probably haven't. That's fair. And so fair. I totally agree with you guys. I think we just have to be really careful and probably seek mm. out help yeah. in those yeah. situations as well. For sure. Absolutely. Sharing with other people in our lives, with mentors, with wise people and kind of saying mm. like, I need a third party perspective here because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the middle of this battle like, yeah. I, and I don't yeah. have a really great view above the fog. Yeah. Have I done everything that I can do here mm. and I'm still trying and I need to let it go? Yeah. Or is this a situation where I think I've done everything and I want to let it go because it's <laughs> difficult and hard hard, but I'm, I'm still kind of in this like shallow space it's that and there's more work to do self-reflection like, that we that. always have to do. We always keep coming back to it, <laughs> right. examining our own motivations. Oh, yeah. Cause I think this distinction between this like shallow piece and this deeper piece that we've yeah. talked about yeah. is the key here. Mm-hmm. It's very clear that there is a distinction. The hard part is figuring out which is which for sure. Yeah. Sometimes it's just really not easy to tell. I just come back to what's come out of all three of our mouths now, <laughs> which is get help seeking help from God for this Mm. peace that passes human understanding and seeking help from others to help us to walk through what frankly are some really stormy and difficult Mm. waters at times. We're supposed to be a community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to fall back on that community Mm -hmm. in order to find the peace that we're looking for. When we try to do it on our own, it's just probably going to result in that wheel spinning phenomenon more often than not. Closing out this wonderful discussion on peace. We've got one last word from my business set up to help you survive. So if Andre, the argumentative aardvark (laughs) or Terrence, the distracting Tapir hasn't quite done the job in your family zoom call, my teenage stepsister will absolutely demolish any troublemakers during your Thanksgiving. (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> this just escalated quickly. Yes. Yeah. Miraculously. Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Miraculously, if you've remained unsatisfied with my animal solutions, I have the nuclear option. <laughs> oh boy. Pure weaponized teenage angst. <laughs> If anyone at your gathering, social distance or otherwise, is starting to break the no politics rule at dinner, bring in the big guns. Yeah. And by the big guns, I mean a tiny gun in (laughs) leggings and an oversized sweater. (laughs) My sister Caroline is 15 years old. She knows about TikTok, the individual birthdays of the BTS members, and your opposition's deepest insecurities. (laughs) If If someone is getting out of line at your family function this year... Caroline, from a safe distance, of course, will utterly disarm them with passive aggressive (laughs) comments like, it's interesting someone in that shirt would question anyone else's judgment. (laughs) 
or nice shoes, but you know, in a tone that would have you wondering on the ride home, what does she mean by that? <laughs> Same website for all of these services. <laughs> this is amazing. How much does that one cost, Isaac? <laughs> that one's $20 a minute. And it's worth it, I promise. Seems reasonable. Having been on the receiving end of this weapon, <laughs> I promise it's worth it. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. <laughs> All right, now it is time for our fill in the blank. This is where we try to end the podcast on a non-awkward note by filling in the blank as opposed to drawing a blank. So here's our fill in the blank for this week. Before I rush into making superficial peace, mm. I want to... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say pause and listen. Sit and actually listen with empathy. When I try to act like I hear someone's point and mm -hmm. then just rush to brush past it. Yeah. It's from a place of not really like actually sitting and listening and mm -hmm. trying to put myself mm -hmm. in their perspective. This is similar and it's going to sound like I'm Jesus juke in the podcast. I'm Let's not. go. Pray. And yeah. specifically there's a prayer that is helpful to me sometimes. God, what am I missing? Mm. What's under the surface rather than just the, the surface piece. I was going to say pray. So I'm thinking of a new one. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'm going to say kind of a weird one. Do your homework. Mm. You can't prepare for everything. Right. For no. every moment that may ever show up in your life. Yeah. yeah. But I think we can prepare for some of them. Mm. And I'm thinking especially about upcoming holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. We know the family members we're going to see. That's we true. may know some of the areas that we are probably going to disagree or have mm. potential areas of conflict with those people. Mm -hmm. So what would it look like to do our homework, which mm. I think in many cases means what you guys just said, praying, yeah. Yeah. listening, stopping and reflecting, speaking to other people in our life to get mm. advice and feedback. Mm. When and if this does happen with mm. this person, how do I want to respond? Yeah. Mm. I think if we could do a little bit of that work ahead of time in our own minds, we may be better prepared for those moments yeah. when they do happen. All right, let's go get some barbecue. Yes. Yay! But for real, we're going to go get some barbecue. Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. Get more content or air your grievances in the Real FM Insiders Facebook group at realfm.online slash insiders. And don't forget to send Isaac some money on Venmo. Wait, who put that line in here? Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say... That's, that's my rapper <laughs> name is Quaka Flocka. <laughs> <laughs> 